0: Well, I do want to welcome, it's funny how you bring up a bag full of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and the whole congregation looks up. I actually heard four times four people go,
1: candy.
0: And what's funny is it wasn't just the band over there, it was other people too. Like We hear from everybody going,
1: candy.
0: That's right. It's Youth Sunday, so I get to pull out some of my youth tricks that I get to use on people to keep you guys energized. So, first off How this works is, I will ask questions, you guys can feel free to answer, and if you get it right, you get rewarded with some Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Now, if you don't know, these are my all-time favorite candies, and there is a story one time, growing up, I actually ate so many of these one time, that I got myself sick, and when I got done throwing up that day, then I started eating some more, that's how much I love these things, but... I actually have not had one in over a year, so like me having this bag, it felt wrong buying it at Walmart last night. I'm sitting there and I'm buying it and I'm like, oh my goodness, I shouldn't be buying this, but I want to. So that's how it goes. So first question is, how many of you guys know who Eugene Cernan is? Anybody? Bueller? Bueller? He was an astronaut he was on the apollo 17 mission which was the last mission to be on the to have a man walk on the moon now he's famous and we're talking it's mother's day next week right yeah give it up for all the moms right well this is the the dad that all dads dislike right because that he did something so amazing and so awesome that every gift a dad could do will pale in comparison to what he did. While he was on the moon, as they were leaving and they were getting in their capsule to take off, he reached down and wrote his daughter's initials in the face of the moon. And her name was Tracy, so he put TC in the, in the face of the moon and then went and got up. And there's no gravity on the moon. There's no atmosphere. So those initials will stay in the sky on the moon, for all time. So whenever she looks up there, she will always see this. Now, you know, some of us guys are romantic, and you can go buy it, and you can name a star, right, and, and get the coordinates, and, and do that. But seriously, it's the moon. Nobody can rename the moon. It's just one of those things. So it's one of those, those instances that we have. Today, we're going to be talking about um, the universe, right? So, We're going to be talking about the universe. The moon is going to be very big. So I'm going to ask another question. I'm leading this up for you guys. Okay. So the next question is, can someone tell me what causes the seasons to change? Amanda knows. What is it? There you go. Oh. And what's funny about that, that was a perfect throw. It would have been a perfect catch. Except for her boyfriend sticks his hand in the way trying to get the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. So, again, it's, it's one of those things. A.J.'s going to have to drive home by himself tonight. It's because of, because of how the earth spins, because of how it rotates around the sun, things of that nature. The next one is, how many can tell you why do some stars appear in the day and other stars appear at night? Okay, the, the band knows. He's like, I long Reese's peanut butter. Does anybody else know? What? So, it's, a, it's a good guess. I'll give you a good guess one. Oh, that's a bad toss. Mark, go ahead and tell us why. Okay, so that's wrong, but I gave him one anyways. It's because the earth spins, right? The earth spins and it's in a rotation, Thus, we're facing some stars during the day, and as the earth spins, we're not facing those stars at night. The reason why we're talking about this, and so today we're going to be looking at our universe, we're going to be looking at it as a God centered universe and our role as the moon so that we can start to show, as Christ, start to show Christ to people through us. We're talking about this because I want to, here, here's a big thing we are not the center of the universe. I know, right? And if you think about it, how many years ago did Copernicus, you guys know Copernicus? He came up and he said, he started asking these questions. He's like, guys, wait a minute. Why do we have seasons? Because back then, not only did they think that the earth was flat, they also thought that the earth was the center of the universe and everything flowed around it. It stood still and everything flowed around it. And he's like, if that's true, why do we have seasons? If that's true, why do we get to see some stars during the day and then we see other stars at night? What's happening? What's going on? So today we're going to start looking at in two distinct stars individual, the moon and the sun, and how they correlate with our role as Christians. We're going to be looking and I'm going to be Referring back to this passage a lot, and its Exodus 34. If you have your Bibles, it's on page. If, you, if your Bible's the same as mine, it's on page 80. It's not, so you'll have to find it on your own. Exodus chapter 34, verse 29. And we're going to be reading through 35. It says, "Now it was so when Moses came down from Mount Sinai, and the two tablets of the testimonies were from the mountain." that Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone while he talked with him. So when Aaron and all the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come near him. Then Moses called to them, and Aaron, and all the rulers of the congregation returned to him, and Moses talked with them. After all the children of Israel came near, and he gave them the commandments, all that the Lord had spoken with him on Mount Sinai, And when Moses had finished speaking with them, he put a veil on his face. But whenever Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, he would take the veil off until he came out. And he would come out and speak to the children of Israel, whatever he had been commanded. And whenever the children of Israel saw the face of Moses, that the skin of Moses' face shone, then Moses would put on the veil of his face again until he went in to speak with him. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I just want to ask that as we look at you, as we find out more about you, as we start to understand what you have for us, I just ask that you continue to show us, you continue to shine in us, and you continue to let us shine you to others in your glorious and precious name. Amen. So we're talking about a universe, a universe where the sun is the center. Now, again, in our world, we are the center of our universe. We think that. We display that. Our actions show that. How we spend our money shows that. How we spend our time shows that. But that's not what God wants. He's sitting there and he's saying, there's something wrong. And this is going to be our first point that we're going to cover today. And that is that God is the center of the universe. If you look in Isaiah chapter 42, verses 5 through 9, it states, Thus says God the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread forth the earth and that which comes from it, who gave breath to all the people on it, and spirit to those who walk in it. God is the center. God is the one who comes out. And here's the thing is everything revolves around Him. Right? Oh, we're I'm going a little fast. I'm sorry, guys. So if we're coming through here, everything revolves around God. Think about that. We have our timeline. Split into two times. Well, it used to be B.C. and A.D. What does B.C. stand for? What does A.D. stand for? See, that's wrong. It means Agnius Dei. Year of the Lord. Right? Because now God has made Himself us. And we are living in the time when God is living as a person. He came down almost a little bit over 2,000 years ago, and He lived as a man. God is the pinnacle of our existence. We revolve around Him. We revolve around His birth. We revolve around when He created us. We revolve around when He stretched out everything, planned it, and made it what it's supposed to be. He is the center. I shared last week, we've got names for God that He's given us. He gave us I Am. Notice there's no before, there's no after, there's no present, or it's only present. He's always present. I am. He's the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. There's nothing before, nothing after, nothing in the middle that compares to Him. He is God. And we revolve around Him. Now that can get kind of sticky. Because we want to be our own God. We want to do what we want to do. If it's snowing outside, I'd rather be inside where it's warm. If it means giving an extra $10 to somebody that might need it to be God to that person, I don't know. I want a sub sandwich from Subway instead. There's things that stop us Things that hold us back because we want to be our own God. We want to be what everything's revolved around. But there's a problem with that. If everything revolved around us, we have no true answer for why do bad things happen. Here's a kicker. Why did my mom and dad get divorced? If it revolves around us, what's the answer? They got divorced because of me. Why did an earthquake happen? If the, or if the universe revolves around us, it's because mankind, global warming, that's what happens. Cars, digging up fossil fuels. But it doesn't revolve around us. It revolves around God. Everything does. Why do bad things happen? Because the earth has fallen. It's no longer following what God's original plan. What comes out of that? God gets glorified. How many times does a natural disaster happen that God gets glorified? Why do your parents break up? It's not about you. There's other things that are happening there. Do you know the answers to everything? No, we don't. But here's the good thing. We don't have to because we're not God. That's when it's good not to be God. Because we don't have to know the answers. Everything revolves around God. Now here's here's the next one. Don't don't just put it up there, don't show the answers yet. God is blank the blank. How many of you guys think you might know the first one? Take a guess. This is where I'm handing out candy here, so you might want to at least take a guess. You see you get it wrong and you still get a piece of candy. God is the center of the... That's a good guess. I'm going to give you candy, but that's not where I'm going for. Ready? Oh! It's okay. I hit her in the hands. I always tell the the kids on my football team, I hit you in the wrong spot. Don't aim for the hands next time. God is the light or God lights the what? The world, or think broader, the universe. God lights... The universe. Think about that. What does the Bible say that God is? It says that God is light. God is good. God is great. We say it. God is good. All the time. He states that. He is good. There is no other. He is the light in the darkness. Does the darkness chase away the light? Or does the light chase away the darkness? Exactly. Do you, do you have to like turn on the lights to be black to get dark? Or do you have to turn it on to chase the dark away? It's a simple illustration. But how many times do we go through our lives thinking that we can light the darkness? Just ourselves. God lights the universe. And it's that light that we are dependent on. Think about the illustration. The sun lights our universe. Our solar system. Without it, there's no life. Without God, there's no life. God is the center. There's no debating that issue. We've seen it since the beginning of time. And no matter how much we try and deny it, we're always faced with that. So where does that leave us? What does that make us? Are we planets? Some of us might think we are. I've likened us to the moon. We are the moon. In 2 Corinthians 3, 12-13 we read, Therefore, since we have such hope, we use great boldness of speech, unlike Moses who put a veil over his face so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away. We're not called to veil our face. Now we understand why Moses did this, right? We understand that when Moses came before, literally he's standing before God and he could not help but shine. Because of it, I've known some people that have spent too long in a tanning bed, and they shine. One time, I was doing a play, and they needed me to be tanned, so they got some bronze tanner, like cream stuff for me, and they grabbed the wrong stuff, and it was a sparkly stuff. So, like, we're putting it on my face and my arms, and I'm like literally shining. I'm like, I felt like I was in the Twilight movie, and I was a vampire standing out in the sun, and it's
1: I'm, twi- I'm sprinkling.
0: You know what? That's not what we're talking about. But it's close. Because God wants to shine. And when we shine, when He shines through us, we can be a light to those around us. Think of the moon. The moon is a what floating in space? Star. What else? What else is the moon? It's just a hunk of rock floating around in space, right? There's nothing special about it. It generates no light. And without the sun, it's pitch black. Think about our roles. Can you yourself generate light? We can do some good things here or there, right? It's there. Is that true light. Without the sun, we're pitch black. As we're going through victorious Christian living in our connecting group, we're talking about that. We're talking about the dual natures that we have. And before we become Christians, before Christ gets a hold of us, we have what's called that sin nature inside of us. And it's what's ruling all of our thoughts. And whether or not we do good, it is still tainted because it's not for the correct reasons. It's only through Christ that we can start making those little lights come out. That we can start Having him produce some light inside of us. Because if we're just a hunk of rock in space, then it has to be God's what that makes us what? God's light, here you go, I heard you say it, that makes us what? Shine or special. I know, I I keep leading you guys on and you're like, we know where we're going. No, you don't. Okay? I told you I have ADHD. You have no idea where I'm going with this one. It's God's light that makes us special. When we're properly positioned, again, let's think about the moon. When it's properly positioned, what does it do? It shines. Think about it. When it's shining, it's a source of inspiration. It's romantic, right? How many of you guys are married or have sat under the moon with somebody and you're like, oh, I love you, right? Or you think back to the old movies where it's like, I'm going to rope the moon and pull it down to you. One of my favorite scenes from a movie is Bruce Almighty when he does that. And then the next scene is hilarious because they're like, there's flooding everywhere and all this stuff is happening because he brought the moon closer. But it's romantic, It's awe-inspiring. How many of you guys have seen a blood moon and had to pull over? Because they're gorgeous. You're like, wow, look at that. You see the light of the moon and you have to stop. How many of you guys have gone outside before in a full moon when the moon is completely lit up and it's bright out? It's not as bright as the day, but it's, it's getting close to it. Because it's positioned correctly. When God's light is positioned on us and we are positioned correctly, we can then be made something special. God can use us for something amazing. And here's the last... Last real point that we're gonna we're gonna say is it's time to shine God's light. What did you say, Richard? <laughs> it's time to shine God's light. But see, let's look at the moon. Does the moon ever say I don't want to shine God's light? Or the sun's light. Does the moon ever say that? I don't want to shine. No, it's happy. It's happy to be a hunk of rock floating around the earth, positioned just right to reflect the light of the sun onto the earth. It's happy to make waves about making waves. It's happy to have a cow jump over it. An astronaut step on it or have the guy write his initials in the, in the moon. It's okay with the fact that sunning yourself is okay, but mooning somebody is a bad thing. It is okay with its role. I'm going to ask you guys, where are we at? And yeah, I just ended that statement with a preposition. I do that a lot. Where are we? Are you happy with the role that God has given you? Whether it be working at Subway. I share with my connecting group, I hate working at Subway. I hate working in the store. I don't mind going store to store because I don't have to deal with anybody, any customers. And I don't handle stupid very well. And so as people push my buttons and try to push the buttons, it gets me frustrated. But that's the role where God has me right now. How many of you guys get caught up in, oh, woe was me. Why can't I have what I want right now? That's right. The baby's <laughs> saying, I agree with you. I want it now. How many of us act like that baby? I want it right now. I don't want to wait. I don't want to grow up. I don't want to have this stuff happen because I have Peter Pan syndrome. Or because that means I'll have responsibility. Or heaven forbid, that means I won't get to do what everybody else gets to do. And for some reason, we look at that as a Christian life as, I don't want to be a Christian. I don't want to be known as a Christian. I don't want that because, heaven forbid, people look to me for an example. People look to me for what they're supposed to be. And sometimes I don't want to be on all the time. Sometimes I don't want that. I look around. And sometimes... As, as we're sitting here and we've been talking about going and growing. How many times as Christians are we content coming here on a Sunday morning and being spoon-fed our meal? Just on Sunday morning. And then when we leave, how many of us share that with our neighbors? Share that with the lady in the In the coffee shop. At the grocery store. Share that with the homeless person on the side of the street. Share that with the person on the side of the street holding a sign that's making more money than I do. How many of us take what we get spoon fed on a Sunday morning and keep chewing it throughout the week? So that all of a sudden we can start feeding ourselves. So that we're not dependent on the Sunday morning. But instead we can come on Sunday morning and be God's light as he's telling us. That's what going is. Growing is coming here, being fed and getting bigger. It's what we all do. We've all perfected getting bigger. Whether it be as a, from a little baby growing up. Or whether it be we hit, when we stop growing upwards and we start growing outwards. We've perfected the growing. How many of us have started to go, to shine, to let God shine through us as we're going out? Or how many of us are saying, I don't want to today. I don't want to shine. Today, I'm going to eclipse myself. Now, I don't know where everybody's sitting at here today. And if I could have the band come on up here real quick. I don't know where everybody's at. I don't know where you're at in your walk. I don't know where everybody is at in your journey. I don't know where we are. But here's the great thing about that there is always room to grow and go, there's always a source of light. That God is saying, I want to shine on you. Now it's time for you to shine out.
1: That grace of the hour I first believed. My chains are gone, I've been set free. My God, my state. God I've been set free my God my shine, but I...
0: thing about the sun is it's always shining. Even if the clouds are around and it's snowing on May 1st, the sun is still shining. We can still pick up some of the goodness, some of the light. Are we still willing to shine that? Or are we going to let whatever the clouds are Hinder that from shining. I ask that as you go, remember that. That we are God's moons. And we're not the butt of some joke. Instead, we can be awe-inspiring. We can be amazing. Because He has made us beautiful. Have a good Sunday.